The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big and win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already played Fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head on over to Sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And of course, make sure to download the SGPN app. It's your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Hi, yo, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 162. This one has to go out to my beloved Canada and all the Canadians listening, because depending on when you're listening to this, if you're listening to us on Friday, it is our birthday, Canada's birthday, Canada Day, July 1st. So for you Americans, July 1st is our July 4th. I think that makes sense, right? So anyhow, happy birthday, Canada, A, all you hosers out there. Uh, who am I? Who is this hoser talking to you? It's... um. Not one of the McKenzie brothers. It's uh, Jeff Still Knox Fox. Uh, thank you for coming to the podcast. This is the podcast where we have fun. We have nonsense. People say we're funny, which pretty much what all, all I'm going for. I don't really care if my picks hit, as long as people think I'm funny and entertaining. So, um, but we actually give you winning picks for for fights. I'm hitting what two thirds, 67 percent exactly, and picking every UFC fight this year. Uh, not want to brag. Uh, and I'm up lots of money doing that. So, and my cost, he's okay too. He, he likes to take big swings on underdogs. Sometimes they come through and people call him Gumby God because of it. Uh, that would be the man known as Daniel Vreeland to, that's his government name, but you can call him Gumby God. Was that the introduction? It was like a, it yep. was a, it was, was a, a more, se- yeah, it was more seamless than usual. I, I well, didn't it's know- 162 episodes. By by yeah, now yeah. you think I know what I'm doing, right? <laughs> you you would think so. So uh, I took a few yeah. off, but yes. Yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, exciting card on the note of big swings. If you mm-hmm. are a fan of the super fan Jong Parlay, which who isn't? Oh boy, uh, who is? This is going to be the biggest swing. You've ever heard me take no way. before? I, yeah, I'm I'm gonna tease it up front, and you're gonna have to listen to the whole damn thing anyway. Also, I'll just throw this out there, um, because we we keep not mentioning it to the end of the show. Follow the show's Twitter account at SGPN MMA. Like, do that now. Get that out of the way. Uh, yeah, and uh, way. yeah, yeah, go 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 do that. So uh, yeah, and you don't uh, have to unsubscribe either. No, just no, don't unsubscribe keep... after events. Just stay stay subscribed. Forget about it. It, yeah, I don't know free. what that is. We we get like weird waves where like when an event comes, I get like ten new followers, and then like yeah. six of them leave, but then they come back for the next event. Like you don't want to see my. T- <laughs> I, I don't even tweet that much in between. <laughs> strange, very strange. But um, yeah, that's what all where all the cool kids are now, right? Um, on the SGPN MMA Twitter account and on our um, obviously on the SGPN Slack channel, especially in the fight channel. Um, that's where. All the cool kids hang out. 205 cool kids are, are subscribed now to the SGPN MMA um, channel. They're in uh, on Twitter. Hashtag Chunky Guys. So no Chunky Guys this week, though, sadly, right? I didn't overlook no, any Chunky Guys, did I? And no Canadians. And no, yeah, that's right. Canada Day. Uh, I guess I guess they're up here celebrating, eh? Barbecuing and whatnot. Whatever we do. Shooting fireworks. I guess we do fireworks. Yeah, we do fireworks. 
waving their flags and stuff. Yeah, I, I think that's what you guys do. Yeah, exactly. You should come up and celebrate, Dan. Yeah, come I, up to the I, cottage. I, I've been I, I've been to Canada one time in my whole life. It's true, and you didn't call me up and let me know, which was nice. I, did, I, did I appreciate not. it. I didn't I'm talk. glad you didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's you, a, that's you, a, it was a weird. It was a long time ago. It's true. Um, you, your kids would be up for like an eight-hour drive, right? Negative. Come hang, out, hang out at the cottage with us. Also, ne- neither would my dog. Uh, that's right. He my, has a dog that throws up in vehicles now. Yeah, Michael Bisping um, throws up in vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. There, there's our viral headline. Michael, Michael Bisping throws up in vehicles. <laughs> It'd be a title of the episode, perhaps. That's that's I'm great. I mean, it's, forget. It's not it's a long. lie. It's not a lie. Nope. It's true. You call your dog Michael Bisping or just Mikey? I I call him you Mikey. Call him Biz. The full name? I call him Mikey Biz. <laughs> Mikey. All right, that'll work. This is not a Michael Bisping podcast. Well, it is actually if you talk about the dog, but um, not the fighter. We don't talk about him quite too often here. We're going to talk about this jam-packed action-packed ufc 276 if you're looking for our prelim picks then you're an episode ahead uh, you have to go back in time go back to episode 161 we gave you all our uh, picks for the seven prelim fights we disagreed on a couple of them which was interesting one of them dan was just being silly but the other one who knows he could be right on one of them possibly but uh now we're doing ufc 276 main card the pay-per-view portion, if you're in one of those countries where you actually have to pay for it. Um, sadly, I am, as is Dan. Um, yeah, jam-packed main card. Um, awesome fights on here. Um, some nice numbers, too. Uh, I'm I'm betraying my Jeff Chalk's nickname a little bit um, with my picks here. So you have to wait and see on that. So we're going to give you those picks. We're going to give you our props, our parlays. And as Dan said, the super fan Jong. Hungry Man Jong uh, parlay is going to be a big one this week, apparently. So we're going to give you all that. Awesome. And all our advice that we give you, you can head over to WinBet and and put it into action. It actually makes some real money. Make sure you get down on wins. Bet $50, win $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, they're offering the ultimate fantasy football experience. Bet $500 or more on sports and or casino before July 31st of this year and get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club. Including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where a playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now let's move on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product like anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper 2 by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. And Dan's got picks for Friday. Is it yeah, so, the so Braves Friday, catcher again? No, that's that's Thursday. Uh, on Friday, the Braves are playing the Reds, so you could probably pick, take anybody on the Braves too. But uh, I got Jeff McNeil's over on the hits. I usually don't like bidding Mets, uh, but I will say... 
Uh, Glenn Otto's pitching against him, who's a righty, so he's got the handedness advantage. And in addition to that, depending on what he does on Wednesday and Thursday, because we're definitely not recording this a little bit ahead of time, uh, he may be on an 11-game hitting streak, with a uh, granted with an injury in between there. But I like Jeff uh, McNeil here to uh, to pick up a hit. There you go. No, you have not accidentally put on the MLB Gambling Podcast, even though you should listen to that too. It's a good podcast, but no. We know about many sports here, but that's your pick for Sleeper. So here's what you do with that advice Dan just t- told you. Go to your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. That's right. Join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. Terms and conditions apply. See sleepers terms of use for details. All right, let's go. Main card time. UFC 276, the main card, 10 p.m. on pay-per-view. Like I said, unless you're in one of those countries where you don't have to pay for it. Lucky people. But I think if you're in one of those countries, this starts at, a, at an odd time for you. So that's the down the the downside of that. All right, we're gonna start with watch weights. We actually we lost. What did we lose off the main card? We lost a, a few fights. Uh, Lauren Murphy and Misha Tate uh, was the only only one that was canceled recently. Right, that was it. That was it. Right, right, right. That was going to be on the main card. So instead, we get Robbie ruthless Robbie Waller versus Brian Bam Bam Barbarina to kick things off in a what's what what's what fight. Let's tell you about Bam Bam first. Seventeen and eight, ten knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. Eight and six in the UFC. He's won two straight and three of four. Used to fight at lightweight, used to fight at middleweight. 2009 was his pro MMA debut. He's got an inch of height on Lawler. He's seven years younger. He's one and a half times more active striking. He's um, got a positive strike differential of plus 0. 0.78. Um, he's a better farmer than Lawler, too, I'm guessing. Probably, right? The gray farmer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus 100. Even money on Barbarina. Ruthless Robbie is 29 and 15 with one no contest. 21 knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out three times, submitted five times. Four, 14 and nine in the UFC over two stints. He's won one of his last five fights. That was his last fight against Nick Diaz. He used to be the welterweight champion. He used to fight at middleweight. He was the elite XC champion at middleweight. He went three and five in strike force as well. 2001 was his pro MMA debut. He's got two inches of reach on Barbarina. Negative striking differential in the UFC of minus 0.69. 69, ha, ha, ha. Grappling stats in his favor. Grappling stats in his favor. Start it off, or you want me to? Uh, I'll start this one off. I'll I'll take. Uh, I'm gonna Go. take Brian. I'm gonna take Brian Barberena here. Um, I I like that he's dog money. First of all, and I will say this. Uh, my my biggest problem with Robbie Waller. You know, probably in the last, man, I, I don't know how many years we have to go back to say, like, how how long this has been a problem. Because it was, I don't think it was for all of his big, nasty losing streak that he had there. Um, but but at least, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe after the Askren fight, um, he just, like, has trouble pulling the trigger on the big bomb that he likes to throw. And especially, like, trouble, like, pulling it at the right moment. And, like, he got it off against Nick Diaz, but, like, Nick Diaz didn't want to be there, right? Like, and had to, like, renegotiate yep. his his weight during fight week um, and, like, weird things like that. Like, I just don't think that, like, the, the way Barbarena is going to, like, come forward and pressure him and, like, get out of there during ex- – like, I think that's going to give – although, then again, Barbarena doesn't always get out of exchanges very well, but – I think that's going to give Robbie Lawler some issues. I think he's going to get hit before he hits. 
And I don't particularly think he's very good when he's like reacting to strikes, at least not in his advanced age. Uh, I mean, we saw it. Not that not that Bam Bam is is Colby Covington, but like in that Colby Covington fight, it was just so frustrating to watch like Robbie load up on shit and then just like not pull it because he got hit three times. What is uh, a common thing that we see with fighters when they're uh, are past their prime and shouldn't be in there anymore? They can't pull the trigger. Yeah, it, it, it's just it time and again that's what happens so um why is barbarina a underdog here i'm taking him too like i was thrilled when i saw he's underdog like why yeah and, the underdog here? And, 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 and like the number the number has gotten worse uh i think since then like i think it's getting closer to him possibly being a favorite maybe when fight night rolls around but as of now he's an underdog yeah and, and i don't know the answer to that too because that fight with Matt Brown was crazy close. Like, you could have scored it for Matt Brown. But wouldn't Matt Brown at this point be a big favorite yeah. against Robbie Lawler, too? Like, like I, I just he should can't, be, yeah. Yeah, I can't draw the connecting line to, like, what is Robbie? I mean, I guess Robbie Lawler's win over Nick Diaz boded well for the, the books. But, like, man, it, it didn't do a lot, in my opinion. Because, man, do I not think much of Nick Diaz at this point. no. No. So we are agreeing. Barbara, Brian Barbarina is the underdog here. So that was one of, I'm taking an underdog there finally. So there you go. Uh, Bantamweights, Pedro Munoz versus Sean O'Malley. So we got the young Punisher, Munoz. He's not young anymore, though, is he? How, how he, old is he? Though? He's not. What is he, like 38? 35. He'll be 36 in September. So Maybe he's young for a Punisher, perhaps. I don't know what the average age of a Punisher is. So he's fighting against Sugar or Sean O'Malley, a nickname that will never grow old. Um, all right, Pedro Munoz, 19-7 with one no contest. He's got five knockouts, eight submissions on his resume. He's never been finished in a fight. That is something of note here. Um, never been finished. He's 9-7 and seven with one no contest in the UFC. He's lost two straight. He's won one of his last five. However, the four people he's lost to, all former champs. Dominic Cruz, Jose Aldo, Frankie Edgar, Aljamain Sterling. That's a murderer's row of people there. He was the RFA champ. 2009 was his pro MMA debut. He's got a negative strike differential of about half a strike per minute. Uh, mine is 0 0.59. He's at plus 240. Sugar Sean, 15-1. 11 knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once. He's 7-1 in the UFC. He's won three straight fights, all via some form of knockout or TKO. He was 1-0 in the Contender Series. He was the IECF champ. He used to fight at flyweight. He was 1-0 as a pro boxer. Five inches of height, seven inches of reach on Munoz. Eight years younger, striking and active striking stats in his favor. He's he's got a crazy strike differential in the UFC of plus 4.74. He's minus 313. O'Malley is the pick. This is a like a step up in competition, but it's against a fighter who well passed his prime. Uh, um, don't know if he's going to finish him though. Uh, Munoz has never been finished, so this may be uh, O'Malley via decision. Maybe the prop bet here if you want to want to uh, put some money on a prop. Yeah, and I, I think this is the right step up for O'Malley, too. Like, we, we've been talking about him needing a step up for a little while. But, like, I, I think the UFC did it right here. Because, like, they, they want Sean O'Malley to succeed, right? Like, he's good for business yep. in a lot of ways. And I think Pedro Munoz was the right one to match him with. Because, like, <sighs> Munoz is willing to throw with you. And he's not better than O'Malley. Uh, you know, like Munoz's thing is he's really good at jujitsu. And as long as O'Malley doesn't initiate it, I'm not sure Munoz ever will either. Um, we saw him stand toe to toe with Cody Garbrand and, and granted it worked out great for Munoz in that night, but like maybe it doesn't against O'Malley. Um, 
yeah, like he's got a good chin and all that, but like O'Malley's going to outbox the hell out of him. So, um, you know, being in a little bit older, Munoz is slower. O'Malley's not as dumb defensively, even one quarter as dumb defensively <laughs> as, uh, as Cody Garbrandt is. So I, I think he just no. picks him apart and, and yeah, like, you really like the goes the distance prop for sure, but I could also see him being the first to stop him too. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, your chin does not get better as you get older. So, um, all right, moving up to middleweights, an interesting matchup here, Sean Strickland versus Alex Pereira. Um, the American psycho Sean Strickland, actually, no, sorry. His nickname is Tarzan. Uh, he's going against Poetan. You remember what Poetan means for Pereira? Oh, is it scout? No, Skeleton was somebody else. Yep. Uh, Car- Carcita was was skinny skeleton. That's Ricardo yep. Hamos. Um, Poetin, some sort of like mounted warrior or something like that. <laughs> no, stone hands. Not even close. <laughs> no. Unless the warrior has stone hands. No, not yeah. close. Um, why is Strickland Tarzan and not American Psycho? I don't know. He was he's been Tarzan for a really long time though. Yeah. Uh, is it because he's got – does he have, like, a pretty decently long reach? Mm, maybe. Uh, let me see. Bum, bum, bum. No, he's uh, – Pereira's got to reach over him. So Well, not. yeah, but Pereira's freaky yeah. long. Like, <laughs> yeah, Pereira's a giant. All right, let's break her down. Um, Strickland, 25-3, and three, 10 knockouts, 4 submissions. He's been knocked out once. It's the only time he's been stopped in a fight. 12-3 and three in the UFC. He's won six straight fights. Used to fight at light heavyweight. Was the king of the cage champion. 2008 was his MMA debut as a professional. He's four years younger than Pereira. He's got a positive strike differential of plus 1.59 in the UFC. Grappling stats as well in his favor. Even money on him, plus 100. Pereira, Poetan, 5 and 1 with four knockouts. He's been submitted one time. He's 2 and 0 in the UFC. He's a kickboxing champion. It's kind of an understatement. He's um, quite well decorated in kickboxing. He's three inches taller and three inches of reach on Strickland. Striking and active striking stats in his favor. Positive strike differential of plus 2.81 in the UFC, minus 120 coming back on him. Go ahead. I'm going with Pereira. I think he's going to kill him on the feet. Um, you know, like the the interesting thing here about Strickland is like, I think that the UFC knew what they were doing, putting Pereira in there with him. Because the thing about Strickland is, is like his best attributes are all on the feet, right? Like, he needs to go in there and strike. And I don't know that there, there's any way to beat for him to beat Pereira in that. Like, I, I don't think if he plays the weird passive game, like he did last time out, he will have any success against Pereira. I don't think if he marches forward and tries to pick him apart, like John, he did with, what was it? Marshman. He fought like that. Like, I, I don't think there's any chance he could do that to Pereira. So like, if there's some kind of weird double leg Sean Strickland out there that, that could possibly exist. I mean, like maybe we've saw him took down Brandon Allen once, I think, but like, I, I don't know. I, I think Pereira stays on his feet enough here and just torches uh, Strickland. Cause I, I think he's infinitely better of a striker. No, he is yet. Yeah, I'm still taking Strickland. I think he's, he's worth uh, a chance here at plus money, more well-rounded fighter, obviously far more um, experienced in MMA. Um, ho- I'm hoping he can muddy it up and get prayer down. Um, this is, this is basically the test for prayer. If he passes this, then I may not pick against him again until he fights Adesanya. So, well, he's going to we fight Adesanya. If he wins this, he gets Adesanya next. Like th- yeah, this is, I guess so. this was yeah. their way of rushing him up the rankings. Um, yeah. 
And, and like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know that I like him against Izzy in an MMA fight, but I will say like, he is the worst style matchup for these guys at the top of the division yeah. who, who don't wrestle. And, and like, luckily for him, middleweight is, is barren with wrestlers, right? Like all, all the guys who wrestle are like kind of towards the bottom of the top 15 or all the way out of the top 15 or like, you know, past their prime Chris Weidman or shit like that. And like, it, it is like ripe for the picking for a guy like him. Uh, and I also think that that's why they rushed him up the rankings too. So he didn't run into a, you know, even a Chris Weidman or, a, a you know, a, a Andre Muniz or somebody like that who would have just ruined him. And, Man, I, I don't know that Strickland – do you think – here's a here's a follow-up question. Because you're, you're picking Strickland. I respect the pick. It's a close close fight for sure. Do you think Strickland is going to have an ego and want to stand with him? Hopefully not. He doesn't really fight dumb. So hopefully not. He, he acts dumb outside the cage. But um, inside, uh, I'm hoping he doesn't. I'm hoping he, he might eat things up, like I said, grapples and clinches and tries to take him down. Um, Cause if he decides to, you know, strike, then they, we were going to be in trouble. Cause it's a bigger guy too, that he's going up against and yeah, the better striker. Yeah. And, and for those of you who don't know just how pig Alex Pereira is like, you should, uh, first of all, you should already be in the SGPN slack and <laughs> on the fight and, and on the fights channel, because like, that's where all the fun happens. Uh, but uh, I believe my esteemed co-host here dropped a picture that was posted on Reddit of uh, Glover Teixeira resting his head on the shoulder of Pereira (laughs) because Pereira is like six inches taller than Glover Teixeira and doesn't look smaller in other ways. I mean, I know he's skinny, but like doesn't look like he's got like less broad shoulders or less long arms. Like the dude is massive. Yep. No, it's um, I'm not totally slow on him, but I maybe come Saturday night. Like this, this obviously is, is the test for him. So, not, not to, like Strickland has has been on fire too recently. That's uh, something to note too. So we shall see. We shall see. Um, all right. Before we get to the championship fights, let me tell you about IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private uh, private data. Excuse me to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN. To make it easy to stay truly private and secure in the internet, IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 7% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotion code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me as I'm losing my voice here. Let's go into the championship rounds, featherweight championship first. Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway, part three. Um, I'll tell you about Blast Holloway first. 23 and six, 10 knockouts, two submissions. He's been submitted one time. It's the only time he's been stopped in 29 pro fights. 19 and six in the UFC. 
He's won two straight. Before that, he lost two straight. Um, he's won three of his last six, so three and three over his last six, two and two over his last four. Used to be the champion of this year division. Used to, he has fought at lightweight before. He was a regional champ. 2010 is, was his pro MMA debut. He's got five inches of height on Volkanovski. He's three years younger. More active striker, positive strike differential of plus 2.69. Grappling stats in his favor as well, plus 160. Volkanovski, the champ, 24-1. and 12 knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out one time. He's won 11 straight fights in the UFC. He's gone 11-0. He won his last fight via TKO. Uh, he's made three successful title defenses thus far. He used to fight at welterweight and used to fight at lightweight. He's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. Mantle, correct. When was his? Was it? Is he the guy that lost his pro debut and that he's won everything since? Is he the guy? Let me check. I think no. so. Or you might be thinking of Weili Zhang. Yeah, no, he he lost his fourth fight and then he's won everything since. So uh, he's not lost since. 2013. Um, Richard Champ, 2010 was his, uh, no, wrong guy. Uh, 2012 was his pro debut. One no as a pro boxer, two inches of reach on Holloway, striking stats in his favor, plus 3.31 striking differential for him, minus 195, come back and Volkanovski. I always go with, uh, um, not always, but uh, often go, whoever wins the original fight, I'm going to pick him again in the rematch, especially a guy who won both uh, two fights against this man already. Why would I go against Volkanovski here? One of these days, Holloway is going to slow down. I don't know if this is going to be the time or not. I know the past fights were close, but um, Volkanovski won both of those. I don't see why he's not going to win here. So he is my pick. Yeah, I'm going to go with with Volk too. And I'll say this. like I don't even think that, that Holloway needs to, to slow down in order to lose this fight. Because first of all, I personally feel like Volkanovsky won both of the other two as well. So, you know, throw that piece of analysis where people think he actually lost the first one out the window. Uh, but like, I, I think he is a better, a slightly better striker. He has the ability to wrestle if he wants to. I think he's going to be better against the cage. And in all of that too, I also think nobody in all of the UFC shapeshifts and turns into a better game planner than Alexander Volkanovsky. Like, you know, I'll bring up the fact, and I always bring this up when I talk about Volkanovski, the fact that between the fight of him fighting Chad Mendez and him fighting Jose Aldo, he just completely became somebody different, right? Like he was a, a sprawler brawler trying to knock out freaking uh, Chad Mendez and eventually did. And then he like slowed it way down and like tried to, you know, drag uh, uh, Jose Aldo into deep waters. And he did that too. So yeah, like, I just think Volkanovski can do whatever he wants. Um, and ultimately, like, I think he's going to do it again here. Yep, he's a remarkable remarkable fighter. Uh, um, yeah, I think Aldo's still the greatest in the division of all time, but Volkanovski's catching up very quickly. Yeah, I actually... Ooh, this is going to be controversial. I think Volkanovski's the greatest featherweight of all time. You, um, you, you could say that, for sure, because yeah, fighters I'm, are better as years go by, it seems. Yeah. And I, I know we're, we're not going to say he has a better resume, right? Like that would be insanity right. to say that he has a better resume, but like, look, he, he's put together, like what an incredible career and incredible run he's put together. Like, you know, like I, I think that it needs to be respected and just how good he is at changing his game plan too. And not just like, you know, a lot of times with Aldo, it's like, you knew how he was going to beat you and he beat you anyway, which was pretty special. But like, man, to be a complete mixed martial artist like Volkanovsky, who, by the way, for my money, 
best fighter on the planet. And, you know, like pound for pound discussions are stupid. He's the best fighter on the planet anyway. Yeah, we actually did discuss this on a past episode of this year podcast. So, all right, we're agreeing on that. I have a feeling we're going to agree on, on the main event as well. Um, it is for the middleweight championship, the aforementioned, haven't said aforementioned yet. So the aforementioned Israel Adesanya, the champion, putting his belt on the line against Jared Cannonier. So we got the last style bender, Adesanya versus the killer gorilla, Cannonier. Uh, Cannonier, 15 and 5, 10 knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out twice. He's 8 and 5 in the UFC. Um, kind of pedestrian record, however, he's won two straight and five of his last six. Won his last fight via knockout. Used to fight at light heavyweight and heavyweight. He's really transformed his body over the years. Was the Alaska Fighting Championship champion before this. 2011 was his pro MMA debut. He's got a positive strike differential of about half a strike per minute. It's plus 0.47. Plus 300 coming back on the challenger. The last Alabender, Adesanya, 22-1 and one with 15 knockouts. Never been finished in a fight. He's 11-1 and one in the UFC. He lost to Jan Blakovitz when he went up to try to get the light heavyweight championship. That's the only time he's lost in MMA. He's won two straight fights since then. He's he's already made four successful title defenses. He has fought at light heavyweight, like I said. He's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. 2012 was his MMA debut as professional. He was a kickboxing champion. He was 5-0 as a pro boxer. He, he's got five inches high in a cannoneer, three inches reach, five years younger than him. Positive strike differential of plus 1.28, minus 400. Go ahead. So I, I'm going to pick Izzy. Uh, like, obviously, like, I, I love Israel Adesanya. He's one of my favorite fighters to watch of all time, even in the fights where people think he's fighting, like, more boring, with the exception of the, uh, the uh, who who's the terrible one with now? Why am I drawing a blank? Yoel Romero. The Yoel Romero fight, that one's yes. not fun to watch. Uh, that one's terrible. But, like, even when he's fighting, like, the more technical, boring style, love him. I think he's incredibly fun to watch. Um, But I, here's a question I have for you. Oh, here is, we go again. It's the path to beating Israel Adesanya is obvious, correct? It, it's just take him down and grind him out and draw, get him into deep enough waters that it's late in the fight and you can get, you know, enough ground control time, like Jan Blankovic did, right? Like that's we all kind of generally assume that's how somebody is going to have to beat him. Yep, correct. All right, so then here's my question: If we all assume that that's how somebody's going to have to beat him. Is Jared Cannonier not a better candidate to do that than, uh, you know, Paulo Costa or yes. or Marvin Vittori or like, yes. you know, it, he's a better candidate, right? So like, I don't understand why his odds are worse. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah, he, he's true. he's coming in at like plus, you know, what did you say, three thirty? Um, uh, three hundred on the dot. Yeah, three hundred on the dot, and, and you know, like I've seen that number go in the opposite direction too. Like I I think he actually. He opened smaller than that, but I think it's weird to me that he is uh, somehow being seen as like having less of a chance than those two guys did, because I, I think he's got a better chance at doing that than anybody except for Jan Blankovic out of the people who is he's fought. And that includes Robert Whitaker, because I, I don't think Robert Whitaker has that in him either. So like. Cannoneer is like a better matchup to beat Izzy. I mean, ultimately, I'm still picking Izzy, but it's just like I I'm saying the numbers are interesting for the, the sake of where the numbers are. Nope. Very good point. So people who are looking for value in their picks, um, by all means, take the killer gorilla. 
Dude, um, I, yeah. I, that being said, I, I'll say this too. I don't even think there's value in it. I don't think he's going to win. I don't, I don't think plus, <laughs> no. plus 300 is still not tempting, but somehow plus 300 is saying he's, he's still not of value. He's still being overrated, but he's being underrated in comparison to the other people who've been overrated against Izzy. If that makes any sense. <laughs> I was going to say, does that make sense? Anyone? Hopefully it does. Some of our acolytes, some of your acolytes, the gummy God acolytes definitely um, understand what you're saying. All right. That's it. That's the main card, y'all, but we're not done. We have props, parlays, Superfan Jong, Hungry Man, um, parlay, and recommended plays first. So we'll let you go first with the recommended plays. All right. So uh, recommended plays. I'm spreading it out this this week. Uh, I'm going to keep them. Uh, I'm going to do five, but they're all going to be exactly 20 bucks. So I'm not going to even repeat okay. the money amount. Uh, so the first one I'm going to take. Uh, is I'm going to take uh, Dragons to Pleases. Uh, I like Dragons to Pleases' money line quite a bit. What's he at again? Minus 130. All right, I'm taking that too. I'm going to put uh, 30 on Dragons to Pleases at minus 130. All right. And one and that I love. Yeah, another one I, I really love, and, and we I, I think you probably tail me on this one too at plus 200. I'm taking Jalen Turner. Um. I think, I think his that's numbers, what I said it like too, right? Yeah, his yep. his number is incredible. Uh, in, in you know, I, I like Brad Riddell. I like Brad Riddell quite a bit, but I just don't think this is the spot for him. Nope. True. Um, Turner, I'm gonna take thirty on that as well. Uh, I'm putting more money on it, so I'm I'm uh, showing you up, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I wanted to spread it out a little bit. So that's fine. um. The, the next one I'm going to take, uh, I'm actually going to go prop here. Uh, I'm going to take Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway. I'm going to take that yeah. fight goes to decision, uh, which I, I think is pretty obvious, is it not? Yep, it is. Yeah, it's What's the number negative 200, um, which okay. seems a little, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't usually like digging in for prop bets that, that are, you know, two to one like that, or uh, but it seems like it's going to go to the decision. So I'll take another 20 on uh, Volkanovski and Max by decision. All right. Um, I'm trying to decide if I'm putting all my money on my last pick here or if there's anyone else. I I feel like I should put money on – obviously, put, I'm putting money on every one of my picks, obviously, 100 bucks minimum. But um, I just go – I'm going 40 bucks on Volkanovski. It's just money line. Uh, that's going to be my big pick. I just – don't see Holloway winning this fight. So Volkanovski seems to be getting better every fight as well. Like you said, so Volkanovski, 40 bucks, money line. Are you, did that put you out of money? Not at, I'm out of money. So you, all you for the next two. All right. So the the last two, I'm going to put them in here. Uh, I like Gabe Green. I, I know you don't like Gabe Green, but I I really like it's Gabe Green here. Enough. Yeah. I, I'm going to take the money line on him to beat Ian Gary. Um, right. Whatever you, you quoted me on that. 36. Nice. Uh, and then I'm going to take uh, one more prop here. I'm going to take Andre Muniz gets the job done with a submission. Uh, and that uh, is okay. that is negative uh, 110. So almost even money nice. on uh, Muniz getting it done by sub. Uh, I think he gets it done by sub pretty easily. All right. Recapping Gumby God, 20 bucks Duplicis money line, 20 bucks Turner money line, 20 bucks Volkanovski winning via decision. 20 bucks Gabe Green money line, 20 bucks Andre Muniz winning via submission. Uh, Jeff, me, Chalky Fox, 30 on Drykus Duplices money line, 30 Jalen Turner money line, 40 Volkanovsky money line. Boom. 
No, you promised off the top. You gave us a teaser that you're going to blow us away with uh, a crazy, crazy parlay here. Yeah, this one's nuts. Uh, it's the highest I've it's ever nuts. gone. So, uh, Jalen Turner, we're going to start with him. Yep. Now, I mentioned to you that I like the, the possibility that Brad Riddell shoots in here. Turner snatches a neck either with a Doris or a guillotine or, you know, All gets right. it done on the mat. Jalen Turner gets it done by submission plus 700. Wow. That's where, that's where we're starting. Now, I also like Gabe Green. I think he's got the power to knock out Ian Gary. I think people are sleeping on his ability to knock somebody out. I'm going to pair Gabe Green wins by knockout and Jalen Turner wins by submission. Green by knockout is plus 500. Which if you pair those two together, you are getting, get this, 47 to 1. <laughs> what? Yes. Oh, people so, are going to love this, Dan. So so take <laughs> take your lunch money for tomorrow. Go hungry. Pizza money, we call it. Yeah, take your pizza money. Go hungry for a night. Go throw 20 bucks on, on this parlay right here. Go throw 40 bucks on this parlay right here. Make yourself a couple of grand. Wow. All right. So Joe and Turner via sub, Gabe Green via, via, via knockout. That's it. That's it. That's 47 to one. <laughs> there you go. People are going to eat that up, Dan. And I have something to write about for the, the episode now, too. So perfect. Perfect. All right. Did we do everything we promised? I think we did, right? That's everything I promised. <laughs> all right. <laughs> there you go. So got all your picks. Um, listen to the Top Turtle MMA podcast. Dan is talking to who? Gabe Green, who we Gabe we've Green, mentioned yeah. a couple of times on this podcast and last uh, last night's podcast, if you listen to that as well. Um, and I also yeah. talked to Ozzy Diaz. We're getting into Contender Series Zone. Uh, for those of you who uh, are jacked up for Contender Series, I've begun interviewing some people who are going to be on Contender Series. Uh, there's one this week. There might be one next week or at least in the coming week. Uh, so keep an eye out for those because – contender series not that far away nope so that is the top turtle M- mma uh podcast you can also uh, read all our stuff at sportsgamblingpodcast.com we got lots of mma content being pumped up pfl ufc prop prop picks everything everything you want over there plus obviously every other sport as well underneath the sun uh sports you didn't even know existed probably um sgpn mma on twitter jeff fox writer on twitter gumby vreeland on twitter um my MMA site, if you want to get in a free pick'em contest and win some good, cool stuff, it's moneymma.substack.com. Get in there, read my stuff. Uh, you subscribe for free or get a paid subscription and unlock the whole site for a very cheap, like 40 bucks a year or something like that. So go over there and check it out if you like. Um, bum, 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 bum. And subscribe. If you're not listening to us on the gam- uh, sports gam- not sports gam- gambling podcast feed, on the MMA gambling podcast feed, what's your problem? Subscribe to the MMA Gambling Podcast feed. Listen to us there. The podcast drops a bit earlier there than on the main feed. So check us out there. I think that's it. Is that it? I think that's it. All right. Until next, until I guess we'll be back Sunday. What are we going to talk about on Sunday? Okay, let's decide. Sunday's going to be, oh, we'll recap all the money we made this week and off PFL and UFC. That's what we'll talk about. Right. We're set. Sunday's set. Uh, um, so until that time, I will remain still Knox, Jeff Fox. He will remain the Gumby God, Daniel Vreeland, and we'll. Get back into your ear holes on Sunday. Bye.